Astonishing background right now. Lots of like wonderful classic Game Boy Pokemon posters in your room, which I think are awesome, and a Sonic pillow, which I think is great. Um, <laughs> I-, I wanted to start off by asking you just the most basic, straight-up question, but I feel like it's worth asking everybody right now after the year that we all went through. How's Yacht Club doing? How are things over at Yacht Club Games, and how was the last year for you guys? It actually was pretty well. Well, as good as it could be. <laughs> with obviously we're in the we're in a pandemic right now. But um, we're uh, we're tagging along. We are uh, working remote. Um, hopefully, since California is opening up yeah. and as vaccinations are rolling out, we'll all get to be together. But uh, this past year, we've all worked remote. Um, we've been working on a lot of cool stuff. We released a really cool published game recently, uh, Cyber Shadow, which I think we'll get into in a little bit. And uh, we're really excited for upcoming titles, which is uh, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon and Shovel Knight Dig. I so. am very, very excited for Shovel Knight Dig, which we will get into. But as somebody who spent many a quarter on a Dig Dug machine at a pizza parlor in Reno, Nevada, I can tell you that's my jam. Um, I don't want to wait. Let's get into Cyber Shadow right now. I like Cyber Shadow a lot. I thought it was great. I thought it was a very appropriate choice as a published game for Yacht Club because it fit in with the vibe of the Shovel Knight series, that classic throwback NES style to the game. And yet it wasn't developed by Yacht Club Games, which I'm not sure if everyone knows that. Um, And it also signals... uh, I know that Yacht Club has published... They did publish another game before this game. um, But Yacht Club is now a publisher as well as a developer. Um, So I guess I want to start there. What was appealing about... Branching to that other side of the industry as somebody who made the bread and butter and their name as a developer, how does being a publisher vary from that? Um, so, okay, ooh, that's a big question. Okay, so for let's like break it up into pieces. Um, so at Yacht Club Games, um, I sort of view as a publisher is that not a developer. Not only do we want to make games that you love, but um, we also want to help bring games that we love as well to the market because we are gamers at heart uh the core thing so if we see a game that's like amazing it's like oh like if it was tweaked ever so slightly or oh wow like they, they might need a little bit of additional marketing help this this might be fantastic uh, it's definitely something that we would want to uh be a part of so i guess with publishing it's way different than development because obviously it's like we're not making the game for them we're just giving our insight and like our pool of experience, um, but it definitely was a fun process. Um, we, I guess we're jumping to Cyber Shadow. Uh, we worked with Arne for like three years before uh, Cyber Shadow like came to be, like in the world got released. How sorry to interrupt you, but at, at what stage was the game at at that point? Was it 
was it pretty close or pretty far along? Was it just an idea? Where was it when? Uh, it was pretty far along. It was like almost done, actually. Wow. And then uh, we did stage review. RNA sent us the game. We did stage review. We, uh, get, you know, we basically QA tested the game for him. And we like gave him like, oh, well, maybe like, you know, we could tweak this slightly. Or maybe we should have the level hazard uh, teach you about the level and like what moves to use. And so like we went over the game with RNA and... Uh, the cool thing about being a one-man developer is we sent back all the facts, and he's like, oh, okay, and then, like, went through it and made his choices of what he wanted to change or, like, added his own flair to. So it was a really fun process. Oh, let's stick with Cyber Shadow, but this is kind of a... I apologize. I'm just asking you all these wide-ranging questions. So answer <laughs> them however good. you want, but I'm throwing a lot at you. Um, yeah! <laughs> with Cyber Shadow specifically, but also games in general, what makes something an attractive game to publish for Yacht Club? Because as... I mentioned, and as is very obvious when you look at this game, it shares a lot of the aesthetics that um, what Yacht Club is known for and made a name for. Uh, but even the the gameplay, I don't want to say it's super similar to Shovel Knight, but there is a bit of a similarity there with the, uh, you know, that NES throwback style gameplay and the aesthetics. Is that really what Yacht Club is interested in, or are they interested in more things that might not be associated with the Yacht Club aesthetic at this point? What What is an attractive game? What is an attractive partner? That is that is a, a very wide-ranging question. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> so, uh, from what I know, um, Cyber Shadow just so happened to fit like our brand, like a puzzle piece. We weren't like, okay, we have to find nostalgia-era-looking games, and we're going to pick them up and then put them out there. No, it, it wasn't like that. It was just one of those things where like my colleague Sandy was online and saw um, Arne's like, Twitter post and was like, wow, like this is really cool. Like. We should talk to him. We should talk to him about publishing. That's how it started? It came from That's a Twitter post? That's amazing. Yeah. Sandy literally was just lurking Twitter and was like, hey, who's this? What's going on wow. here? And they showed it to the team. We're really collaborative. So, like, uh, every bit of, like, creative process, like, we, we talk it out first, uh, even with marketing to development, everything. So, yeah, everyone was like, wow, that looks cool. I want to play that. And then, yeah, we reached out to him. But it's a whole other story. But, um, yeah, so as, like, as a publisher in general, I, I don't know, make a, make a cool game that we want to play, too, and then we might be interested. No guarantees, though, but I think that's a great way you, to you got to tweet about it, though. That's the thing. You need to make sure that somebody's seen it. <laughs> yeah, all right. We're, we're all over Twitter, so, you know, if you post it, we'll find it. <laughs> I love it. It's given hope to lots of uh, would-be game developers out there. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Club Games is a, is a bit of a smaller company in terms of personnel size, um, and you're based here. I'm in Los Angeles as well. You're one of the local... It's actually it's a pretty good game scene that we have here. I'm getting off topic, but there is a lot of video game developers here in Los Angeles. Uh, it's a smaller team. I imagine that getting into publishing might... It would seem from the outside that that would expand the studio a little bit. Is that something that's being talked about? Is that something that would come... You know, as you become more and more uh, a publisher and a developer, you would think it would translate into a, a, a bigger uh, footprint. Yes and no. So for it, because since we're publishing, you know, in the beauty of the internet, it's like we work with the developer like themselves and they have their team. So mm -hmm. I guess in that sense, if they wanted to expand, they could. But as for us, like in our own internal projects, we've expanded a little bit as well. Um, we are, oof, I have to count us, I think we're 25 strong now. Okay. So we've grown actually a little bit in the past year. Still, though, a, a relatively small studio, and definitely still an independent studio. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. I was like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, we went we went from, like, 15 people, and we're, like, almost to 30. And I'm like, yeah. 
But it's like, actually, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, compared to AAA, which right. have hundreds and hundreds of employees, yeah, we're quite, we're quite the little guys. Well, and we're seeing a trend of smaller studios, independent studios, even AA studios, if that's even a phrase anymore, really. I don't know what the difference is between uh -huh. AA and AAA at this point. Um, but they're being bought up. You see a lot of things being rolled into each other. Um, I... I'm not sure if you can get into that. Is that has there ever been offers to Yacht Club from larger publishers? Is that something that Yacht Club's even interested in? How how important is autonomy to Yacht Club? Um, I haven't heard any offers. Um, I feel like we joke and be like, let's do it. Just kidding. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like the thing is though is that everyone in the company, um, like the guys that started, like Sean and Waz and David, like Yacht Club Games is a part of them. It's it's not just a job. Mm -hmm. So I don't I don't think we would get bought off unless they gave us like a, like a big 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 check that I'd be down to. But um, I'm kidding I'm kidding. No, it's, it's a part of us, and it's kind of one of those things that. I don't foresee that happening in the future, and I haven't heard any offers regardless. So. The flip side, sorry, just the, because I feel like I, I should ask after that question, is is Yacht Club interested in acquiring anyone else if they're going to be a publisher? Oh, that's that's interesting. Um, I feel like we'd have to talk about it. I feel like that, that sounds like a whole project in itself. Maybe um, farther down the line. <laughs> I, I don't know, like, because, like, with Cyber Shadow, with, like, Arne and uh, Mechanical Head Games, it's mm. more of a partnership. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we'd want to acquire them, so. Uh, how has the response to Cyber Shadow been? Because it's been a couple months now that it's been out, and I'm curious from the inside, how do you feel? Not, I'm not even really speaking financially, but just how has the game performed? How have you felt that the audience has responded to this game? They've responded really well. Because, like, we knew, like, going into this, there was going to be two groups, like, well, three groups, technically. Like, there's the ones that are, like, the core demographic of the game. They're like, yes, this is exactly what I want. This is a love letter to, like, that nostalgic style of gaming. And, like, I love that challenge. Then there's a camp that's like, I'm not used to playing NES games, which is understandable. And so, um, with that classic nostalgia look, there is a challenge that goes along with it. So, um, I, we expected that camp. And then there's, like, the new, like, I guess other people that like ninja games so like there's a lot of like different responses to it but it was generally like really positive and we're really happy about the game and the reception and rna's thrilled oh my gosh he's he's had that game work like in the like in the mix for so long it's so like wonderful to finally have it in the world and from you know like you said like a tweet to get to where it is now what an amazing journey to launch that game out through yacht club and just to see the response from people because it was very well reviewed um i must have been at Venn. Um, we, I, I had a writer review it, and I know that they were raving about it, and I played the game quite a bit myself. So, it That's awesome. seems to be very well received. Um, it's probably too early to tell, but is there a future for more Cyber Shadow games? That would be amazing. But right now, <laughs> Arne needs to sleep. He's been in a, his cave napping uh, for a little while. Um, if we have any announcements of, like, cool things, uh, we'll definitely keep you in the loop. But you didn't say no, so there is possi there's a possibility that there could be. Yeah, Arnie hasn't <laughs> said no, so I'm not going to say no. It's definitely one of those things where it's like, when Arne wakes up from his long-needed uh, vacation... His slumber. <laughs> yeah, his slumber, he emerges from hibernation. <laughs> and he's like, hey guys, like I want to do this and this and this. Then um, I'll get the green light to post about it on Twitter and social media and our website. And then like we'll get to work on it. But until then, like, I don't have anything, so I'll let you know what I know. Gotcha. But it is an ongoing partnership, not... Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, we talked a little bit about nostalgia. What I find very interesting is, and I bring this up because we're on the verge of the launch of uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which may seem far-ranging from what we're talking about, but I swear I'll bring it back in. Um, 
nostalgia for NES games is deep because we are now at a point in time, which is hard to believe, that the NES is almost, what, 35 years old, uh, somewhere around there. So it's a completely different generation now. Now we have nostalgia for games that were PS3 games and we're remaking games like that. So is, is that audience getting smaller, the people who are interested in that classic NES, or is it a very strong market? And I'm asking you specifically because Yacht Club has had such great success from here. I'm wondering what the audience metrics are and what you hear back from people for this type of nostalgia, especially as more and more, for lack of a better word, I mean, bigger AAA games are being remade and reissued um, that are much less old. So I think it's like, there was, okay, so this, I guess it's another like several part answer. It's like, yes, okay, so the NES, I guess, style nostalgia um, is a certain demographic mm -hmm. of people. Um, you know, like 45-year-old range, 40, oh my gosh, isn't that weird? Bizarre. So it was like, yeah, that range, <laughs> people 35, 45, kind of range is like, oh yeah, nostalgia, very deep with the NES. But the thing is, though, then there's the people that find it nostalgic that didn't necessarily grow up with it. Like, for myself, um, I'm, I consider myself a retro gamer. Um, I don't know if we're filming this, but, like, I have a pretty big, like, retro gaming collection. Like, I, I collect stuff in box. And so I do have, like, a nostalgia for, like, NES and SNES games, even though that wasn't exactly my time. But then moving forward, the aesthetic itself, like, pixel art games have been coming out. Like, they come, like tons of them come out every year. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of the things where that's a new aesthetic. So people will have nostalgia for the first pixel art game that they've played. Like, it, it just kind of the things where, like, there will always be a nostalgia for someone's first, depending on what the market is, if, if that makes sense. I think it does, and I think you're right. And I also think, and I'm glad you hit on it, that there's such an art, there's such an artistry to mm -hmm. pixel art that, A, I hope is never lost, because it really is beautiful to look at, I think. But then, it's that really lame cliche of everything old is new again, but you do see a resurgence of... I mean, you've seen it for a while now, but these pixel, these classic 6-bit, 8-bit, 32-bit, like, throwback games, they're really hot right now, and there's lots of them out there. And I think if you can do it well, it resonates with the new audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about some upcoming games. I don't know what we can get into with them, because we don't have launch dates for any of these, but I'm wondering how the development cycle is going, if it was impacted at all by the pandemic, if it's still on track uh, the way it was slated to be. What, what can you give me? Give me some. Okay, so what I can tell you is that development is going great. Um, we're very, very excited for the release of these games. Whatever that might be, um, I would always suggest um, with both uh, Pocket Dungeon and Dig to keep an eye on our social media pages. Whenever I get a green light where I can like announce something or post a hint or anything, um, it's usually on their first or our website. Um, but for it, um, I, I know, I'm really excited. Like, with Pocket Dungeon, we've been getting a lot of really fun things with it, like, with the music, and, like, I've gotten to, like, get a fun tour of the game. Oh. I'm going to play the heck out of it, I've already decided. Because, <laughs> um, like, you know, it's an action-packed puzzler adventure mm -hmm. with, like, dungeon-crawling aspects to it, and those games are, like, literal, like, crack to me. I love them so much. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait till I, like, I flip on the marketing switch with it so I can, like, binge play it and it's like oh i'm working i'm capturing video as i'm playing it for like four hours so we'll that's a good job to have and see you're like that with that and i'm like that with the dig dug side so they've got it all covered um <laughs> with these games because they're a bit of a departure from the action I don't know, the action platformer i'm not exactly sure what the genre is for shovel knight like actually 
Let me just ask you that. What is the genre of Shovel Knight? Because I feel like it kind of it bridges it's a few. It's a 2D action platformer. Okay. Um, like little fun aspects in there, but yeah, that's... So these are obviously a little bit different, especially gameplay-wise, but we're still in the Shovel Knight universe. We're using characters that we're used to. What was the decision to kind of shift gears but still stay in this universe? Um, so for this, I guess like we like to see Shovel Knight as an overarching character. So it's not like, oh, we're specifically stuck to one style. Mm -hmm. So like, it just so happens that like you know, Shovel Knight does have that, that classic kind of retro aesthetic to it, but it's not something that we're tied to. It's like, like our key art, for example... Like, it's not, like, just the sprites itself. It's, like, actually full-form drawings. I love it, so. by the way. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Morgan does a great job. He's so talented. So, yeah. Uh, the Shovel Knight, I mean, there's such a, there's a breadth of characters here, and it's something that I really think has become one of the... One of the more recognizable new characters in video games, I think, is Shovel Knight and sort of the plethora of characters that surround around this. So, I... It makes sense that you would live in this and mine this franchise because I think there's so much to do, so many stories to tell, so many different types of games there. Um, does Yacht Club see itself as, and this is a weird question because it's not just one franchise, but really staying in this franchise for the foreseeable future, or are there other franchises that they think they might branch out that have nothing to do with Shovel Knight? Um, the future is unknown. I know we're going to make Shovel Knight games forever and ever and ever. Um, but <laughs> it's kind of one of those things that, like, if we discover, like, you know, a, a really cool game that we, you know, want to publish or something of the sort, or we decide to wake up and make something new, who knows? I can't predict the future. Like, my teammates are incredibly talented, and they're always coming up with new cool things. So if I'm ever, if they ever tell me, like, hey, Silly, you need to market this new franchise now, uh, go do it. I'll be like, okay, I'm on it. But <laughs> what I can say for whatever happens in the future and like whatever pipeline we decide to like go through is that uh like our my our team's incredibly talented and so anything that they create will be hilarious and colorful and beautiful so we've, i can't wait myself <laughs> uh, we've seen so many different versions of um shovel knight in different styles you know you mentioned yeah. the key art but he's also been in tons of different games and like fold rendered 3d <laughs> it's just a pipe dream. i was just i think of having like a a triple A looking like Shovel Knight adventure, just seeing Shovel Knight like rendered in the, the Unity engine or the, the, the Unreal engine. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I want to play that too. You're going to be stoked about a game that's not existing. Nice. No, so I'll tweet about it and then you guys can publish my game. Um, <laughs> I do want to talk about the partnerships with Shovel Knight that we just hit on. Um, I think most recently he was uh, Fall Guy's skin, but he's been in um, uh, Smash Brothers. He's been in For Honor, um, a slew of other games. Shovel Knight pops up all over the place. How do those come about and... What's what's the benefit of getting Shovel Knight out there outside of his own franchise? He just likes making friends. Okay, okay so, <laughs> so for that, okay, so with licensing, um, licensing is a very uh, interesting dance between the two parties of licensee and the licensor. It's really boring to explain, so I'm going to bridge the heck out of it. But uh, so with it, it, the licensee can approach you, um, or like we can approach them. It just really depends. We're pretty open with our conversation about like where Shovel Knight would go. Like, we, we're protective of an IP of, like, mm -hmm. we won't put in a game that, like, obviously wouldn't have Shovel Knight in existence. Grand Theft Auto or something. <laughs> yeah. As funny as that would be, like, I would be down to, like, send propeller rats in, and that's it. But, you know, <laughs> who knows? Um, but, like, it's kind of one of those things that, like, it's it's a conversation. And, like, you know, you, you send them the brand guide, and they kind of, like, work through things of what would fit right. 
but it is a really fun process. Licensing is so interesting. And like more recently, like Fall Guys, working with the Fall Guys team was so much fun. Mediatonic, A, they're really, really talented. Yeah. Like they, they had their mock-ups. And I, I don't know how much I can talk about, but like they were just perfect. They were on point. Like there was no red lines. They were great. Um, and just doing a campaign with them. They're so funny. Uh, I love them. Um, so, like, literally, it's just a fun collaboration. It's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> you mentioned kind of, you know, licensee, licensor, people coming to you, you going to other people. Uh, were there, like, dream ones where, like, oh, man, it'd be a dream to see Shovel Knight and Smash Brothers, you know? Or were there certain ones that were pegged that way, be like, wow, we really want to see Shovel Knight in this? Um, so, okay, so, hmm. I feel like there's ones where it's like, oh, we'd love to have that there. Because, like, I know a lot of my colleagues really like Mortal Kombat, so they would love... I know I was saying off-brand. I don't think it's off-brand. Smashing somebody with a shovel would be awesome. Right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes, I know my colleagues would love to see Shovel Knight in Mortal Kombat. Let's make I, that happen. I know. Let's make it happen. Let's make it a hashtag. Maybe they'll see it on yeah. Twitter. Who knows? I'm going to tweet at Ed Boon when this is over. <laughs> Sounds good. Um... So I think, like, you know, obviously there's, like, goals of ones that, like, we're big fans of the franchise, but it's not like we have a list and we check them off every so often gotcha. and like, got this one this time. <laughs> it's just, like, if it makes sense, we meet a, another developer. We, we have great relationships with tons of different game developers, and it's like, hey, want to put us in here or something of the sort, and it happens. Yeah. But yep. from what I've been, it's usually we've been approached. Gotcha. So, like, mm. um, Look, I, I talked to this years ago, 2018 maybe, Every interview I see kind of mentions this a little bit about the interest in having a Shovel Knight television series or like an animated series built around Shovel Knight. We have a Cuphead series coming up. We have a Sound Like the Hedgehog series coming up. Is there going to be a Shovel Knight series? Is there any actual conversation that's happening that is pushing that forward? Will there be a Shovel Knight series? Uh, six seasons in a movie. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I love you for making that reference. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, I would love to have a Shovel Knight cartoon series, then Toy Spinoff, then Cereal Box, and Eggo Waffles. <laughs> Speaking of licensing, Eggo Waffles, hit me up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I would love Shovel we'll Knight. We'll tweet that too. Yeah. Right? We'll put that to Twitter as well. Also to uh, Ed Boon, just to see if he has sway over there. <laughs> I know, right? Let's just start. Let's just start. Yeah. everyone. Um, okay, so for it, <laughs> um, I, there's no talks as of right now. That would be cool, though. I'm not saying that there won't ever be in the future, but right now, like, I wish there was. Someone email me about a show. That'd be cool. Oh, I'm just, I'm shocked by that, that nobody has come for Shovel Knight. Because video games are such hot properties in Hollywood right now. And Shovel Knight is, it just seems tailor-made. There's so many characters. And also, this was going to be my last point, but I just want to bring it up because I love it so much. King of Cards is like the greatest. And I love King Knight so very much that I would, I would watch a King Knight series. And I think he's almost better than Shovel Knight to have as a protagonist okay. in the series. So, for it, okay, so I love King Knight also. It's my favorite camp. King of Cards is my favorite campaign. Same. From, like, the, oh my gosh, every bit, like, my, my colleagues, like, it's, it's great. Because I'm their co-worker, but I'm also, like, a big fan myself. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, when you wrote that part, I love it. So I just have to, like, hold back my, like, fangirlness when I talk to them about stuff. But uh, I agree. I think King Knight's great. I would love to see a TV show with that. I don't know. I feel like Shovel Knight has, like, a lot of interesting qualities to mm -hmm. him that would make a good show as well. But why not have, I don't know, like, four spinoffs? Like, let's have a show with Percy in it. I don't know. People might watch it. I would watch it. I would watch it, too. Just, it'd be like a dating life show, and then he'd just give you bad advice the whole way. We're just coming up with fantastic ideas right now in this conversation. I think so too. Um, the reason, really, I'm surprised is that. 
I'll, I'll phrase this in the form of a question. Why are these games so deep with their storytelling? They're truly, they're shockingly deep and very poignant. And I would, I'm surprised when I first played it, when I was a newcomer to this series, how much it touched me, the ending of a number of these stories, were so craftfully told and so much deeper than you would think for an action platformer game that has like a throwback look. But they are. They have full characterization to these people. Uh, the people, I call them people because they feel like people. These characters. And they all weave into each other so well. And the ending at the beginning of the of the collection of the four main Shovel Knight games is truly impressive. And I, I just want to talk to the storytelling in these games because I do think it's above and beyond what it... I hate, I hate this, it's overused, but they, you wouldn't expect them to be as good. They didn't need to have such a deep story behind them. You know, that's very interesting. I agree completely. It's kind of those things where it's like, wow, like I, I remember when I initially played Shovel Knight like years and years ago, I was like, oh, it's a cool little platformer, that's awesome. And it's like, wow, I fall in love with every single character ever. And I'm so glad there's like a ton of different cam like DLC campaigns where I could explore these characters and what kind of interesting paths they had. So, like, I feel that. And my, uh, I guess what I can attest to it is that my colleagues are, are geniuses. They're so funny. And, like, you know how, like, there's, like, a lot of fun humor and, like, jokes in the game? They're that funny in real life. Like, so, like, they make puns and their, their jokes are hilarious. And I'm fanning out again. But, like, basically, I think, I think they're great. I, and you can tell, you can see the love that they put into the game. I love to hear that. One of the things I've liked so much about Yacht Club is just, they're, there is just a pervasive level of fun when you look at it from the outside, and I think that comes through in the games as well. I am being very unprofessional and just gushing about a studio just because I really, really do enjoy these games, and I think Yacht Club is one of the more interesting indie developers out there right now. So. Well, thank you. I feel the same way. I'm, like, gushing about the studio. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm also on their payroll, but I also really love them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lucky position to be in, especially at a moment like this. Um, I'm going to end with this. What can fans look forward to from Yacht Club beyond what we've already touched on? What's, what, what should fans be excited about on the near horizon for Yacht Club? Okay, well, I guess, like, you know, we recently talked about, you know, like, Pocket Dungeon. Uh, so Pocket Dungeon, if anyone listening isn't aware, it is an action-packed puzzle adventure with dungeon-crawling, like, twist to it. And it features, like, a ton of different characters that are uh, familiar and maybe new uh, that you will enjoy. So I'm really looking forward to that, um, as well as, like, Shovel Knight Dig, which is also is a dungeon crawler. It is 2D, but it is roguelike, and it's like a platform hybrid. So, like, there's a lot of fun there, too. Uh, we don't have any release dates as of yet, so I'm sorry I cannot disclose that to you, because I don't even know myself. So, um, so that is on the horizon. We have a lot more planned um, for, like, when I say for Cyber Shadow, I mean, like, we have some fun things that we are looking forward to. So uh, I have tons of social media content to post on to you guys. So keep an eye out for that as well. And if you ever want to hang out with the Yacht Club team, we stream on uh, on Tuesdays um, on Twitch at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if any of your listeners want to like come and bother us there, if they hear this a little bit later and they want to know what else is on the horizon, that's somewhere uh, to uh, check us out. And are we're you, at Yacht Club Games and everything. So. Are you playing games? Um, so I sometimes will play games, uh, but my colleague Waz also plays games on there. Um, we have fun emote, like emotes. Uh, we uh, subscribe to being a Twitch affiliate, so we could uh, people can have the little emotes now. And yeah, sometimes I'll play games. I usually play retro games. Like I think last time I played Paper Mario sixty four, oh, and that it. was like really fun. So 
I lied. I have one more question for you. Favorite Shovel Knight uh, character? I think you might have already said it, but I want to know. Okay. So, uh, this is tough. Okay, so my favorite, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drag this out. So my favorite <laughs> campaign character is King Knight. It used to be Plague Knight until I yeah. played King of Cards, and he's such a doof. Like, he's, like, he's such a doofus, and I love it. So uh, he's my favorite. Um, but then my favorite side character is the Trouble King. Yes! You know, dancing is his thing, and I love it. <laughs> so I love the Trouble King. And then my favorite enemy is Propeller Rats. I think they're great. Uh, recently on Twitter, when the Twitter cut thing, you know, the, you know, they, they, they stopped cropping uh, photos on Twitter for mobile. Oh, yeah. I made a propeller long rat, so he is very long, so go check that out. You have to check the it thing out. Is, is it broke the Twitter crop? It was still cropped because he was too long, and I didn't know that, um, that it, you could do that, so it's, it's long. <laughs> That's a claim to fame right there. You made a, a propeller rat who was too long for Twitter. You broke the yeah. algorithm. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Celia. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you coming on, talking about it. I'm looking forward to all of this. Um, tell them to hurry up with Dig because I'm very excited for it. Okay, I'll let them know. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And let's get Shovel Knight Mortal Kombat. That's happening. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.